You are listening to the Conscious Women podcast for the spiritually minded and conscious driven visionary woman who's ready to elevate her life, business or career. I'm your host, Suki Ko, mindset coach and meditation teacher. My goal in this show is to lead you into your inner world and for you to see the infinite potential within you to be, do and have anything that your heart desires. Think of this podcast as your weekly dose of mindset and spiritual development. Each week, I'll bring you coaching sessions, strategies, and guided meditations on how to do the inner work to discover your soul's purpose, find alignment with your authentic self, and get a mindset makeover so you can create a life you love. I truly believe that you can achieve anything you put your mind to. I'll be showing you how powerful you really are, how to face your fears, overcome obstacles, and most importantly, how to take action and stop playing small. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Hello my lovelies and welcome back to another episode of The Conscious Women. And I know that I have been MIA for the past few weeks, but there's been a reason for my absence and it's almost felt like my life has just turned upside down and I've just really been struggling with my emotions lately and I just had to give myself some sacred space for them to come up, to feel them and to release them. And I might be more advanced on my spiritual journey, but I too do have those days when I get knocked out of my peace. And I just have to give myself that time and that space just to reset. And it was almost like the universe nudging and saying to me, are you going to practice what you preach? Because sometimes life just gets too busy and things get in the way. And the first person that we neglect is ourselves. And our self-care just becomes non-existent because we are just too busy looking after everybody else. So for these past couple of months, the emotions that I've been dealing with mainly has been grief and sadness. And it was just something that I needed to deal with, or actually I thought I had dealt with. And it has been three deaths that I've had to deal with in a very short period of time. Firstly, it was my dad and His second anniversary was approaching, so I was really feeling the emotions and just reflecting on the time when he was nearing his death, which wasn't expected, came as a total shock to us out of the blue. And I don't think you can ever prepare for the death of a parent, even if you know that their time is short or that they've got an illness. And with my dad, there was no indication of that. And he suffered a major brain stroke was in hospital for 10 days before he passed. So it was that time of year coming up again where myself and the family went through that whole ordeal of seeing him go through the pain that he went through for the last few days of his life and just the heartbreak that came with it. And in April this year, we lost our beloved pet Zeus. And those of you who have dogs or are an animal lover, you'll know exactly how much they mean to us and how they become a part of our family and the most loyal companions who give you so much unconditional love. And with Zeus, some more recently, he was really ill and his health was deteriorating. And we, although didn't want to prepare for it, deep down we knew that he was coming to the end of his life. And then when he was diagnosed with cancer, the vet just told us that we had no other option but to put him to sleep because 
He was not having the quality of life that he deserved and he was in so much pain. And that was one of the hardest decisions that we as a family have had to make, where we had to make that decision to put him to sleep. And the emotions that came with that, the emotions of guilt and sadness, it was something that you just don't want to feel. And at times we just suppress these, numb these emotions. And then having a second dog, she kept us busy, she kept us preoccupied, that we weren't able to really process the emotions that we should have processed at the time when Zeus passed. And I think it was more of a selfish reason, really. And knowing that we had her, she just kept the love going and kept us busy and distracted from feeling that pain. But then, sadly, sadly, on the 9th of September, she suddenly passed away. And that was one of the hardest days, receiving the news from the vet, because all of a sudden, just this overwhelm of emotions for my dad and Zeus just came flooding back. And Pippa's death came as a shock. She was so healthy. And even the vet was shocked that she fell ill the way that she did. And within 24 hours, had a seizure. And the vet was sadly unable to resuscitate her. And we had had both Zeus and Pippa for 10 years. And, and I got Pippa just after my divorce. And she was a huge part of my healing journey. And a real companion at the time I needed to get through the difficult time that I was going through at the time of my divorce and that transition in my life going through all the different emotions. It was like she was placed in my life at the right time. She came, she took the pain away, she spoke to my soul and she would know when I was upset. And all she had to do was just look into my eyes and she would take that pain away. She would speak to my soul. And I honestly don't believe that she was a dog. I believe that she was a soul that entered my life because she had a soul journey with me. She had a soul purpose, but she appeared as a dog and looked after me for 10 years. She was a huge part of my life, almost like a daughter. And when she was taken... I was so angry, I was so heartbroken and I just couldn't accept and just really struggled with accepting that she died so suddenly and I was looking for all these answers and I was so angry with myself thinking if only I had done more, if only I had looked after her even better and then all the floods of anger and then blaming the vet and blaming myself that maybe I should have done more and pushed the vet to do more testing on her. And then I was so angry with God because he had taken something that was so precious to me, that loved me so much, that I loved so much. And my life just felt so empty. I had a massive hole in my heart, a massive void. And honestly, at the time, I didn't think I would be able to cope without her. I cried for days and I was just numbing my pain because it was so, so painful to feel. And I was struggling so much, it just felt the same pain that I felt when my dad passed away. And that's when I realised that I hadn't even processed the emotions from Zeus's death, that I had suppressed them. And just keeping myself distracted from feeling that emotion, feeling that grief and that sadness for losing him as well. And in the period of just five short months, we lost two beloved pets and our home was so empty. And our lives felt so empty. 
And I just tried to be strong and everyone around me was just saying, be strong, keep yourself busy and just stay positive. Think of all the positive times you've had with her. Think of all the loving memories. And I was trying all of that, but it just wasn't working for me. And I knew I just had to stop and process all these different emotions and just go through the painful process of grief and all the different emotions that come with it. So I had to go deep. I had to stop and just give myself that sacred space and that time to heal. And it's not something you can ever get over. It's just something that you learn to live with and you learn to live without them. Dealing with the loss of a parent and the loss of a beloved dog has been one of the hardest things I've ever had to deal with. So that is the reason why I've been absent for quite a few weeks now because of the loss of Pippa and other things that were going on in my life as well. Just things not going to plan and all these obstacles coming up and having this upheaval of all these emotions of anger and grief and sadness. And I think just being energetically sensitive, I really felt it physically in my body. And I can really feel when my emotions are blocked because they manifest physically into physical pain in my body. So I had no choice but to just stop everything that I was doing and just give myself that time and that sacred space just to grieve and to release and to properly heal. And in fact, actually, I had no choice because physically in my body, it was like it had just come to a standstill because I was in so much pain, not just in my heart with the emotions, but physical pain in my body. So it was almost like my body's way of saying as well that you have to stop, you have to think about yourself and your self-care. So for the past two months, it's it's felt like I've been on an obstacle course of all these walls and falls. And believe me, I didn't want to feel the pain. And what do we do when we don't want to feel our pain? We just numb it or we suppress and repress them. And the most common strategy is just to keep busy and to distract yourself and That's what I've been doing in the past. I had so many of my friends and family just saying, stay strong, keep yourself busy, think positive and just focus on all the love and the joy that they brought into your life, which yes, I can understand that's exactly what I should be doing. But by actually keeping busy and distracting yourself and keeping positive, we are not dealing with the most raw emotions that we should be dealing with at the time. So these past few weeks, I've been doing some heart healing and had to go through the different emotions, the different stages of grief and had to allow all that sadness to come up. I had to sit with my sadness and embrace it. And sitting with our sadness takes the courage, courage to believe that we can bear that pain and that we will come out the other side. So that's really what I want to dive into for today's episode is really talking about sitting with our sadness I know that that's probably the last thing that most people want to hear about or think about when we are dealing with this profound feeling of sadness is that deep learning can be found from this place. And when we are in that pain, we often feel like picked on by life and why why is life so unfair to us? And we have this overwhelm of enormous loss and can even feel too exhausted to try and just sit there and work through our feelings and examine the situation and feel too disappointed or maybe even too angry to look for anything else that's going to resemble anything bright. But we do 
we do eventually emerge from this dark time and go into light and more awareness. And remembering that truth can really help on the heart healing journey. And then there's another thing that we would rather not hear when we are dealing with this intense sadness is that the only way out of it is through it. And sitting with our sadness takes the courage to believe that we can bear the pain and have that faith that we will come out the other side. And with courage, we can allow ourselves to cycle through the grieving process with full permission to experience it. And this is the powerful teaching that sadness has to offer. And also, we have to feel to heal. And there is another teaching of sadness, which is compassion. So when sadness comes up, and when we have compassion, there's no judgment. And we release that, and we just let that come up and hold that place of compassion and go into self-compassion. So let's go into the word compassion into a little bit more detail and the definition of what compassion means. So the word, if we break it down, the first part of it, co, co means with, and then passion, the original definition of the word actually means suffering. And this goes back as far as the biblical times of Jesus Christ, when he was going through his passion and he was going through his suffering when he was being crucified. So again, the word compassion, breaking it down, the first part of it, co means with, and passion means suffering. And it just simply means that we are just holding space for ourselves. We are not judging at all. And just to say to yourself, it's okay. And it's okay to be sad. And becoming more and more aware about the way you feel and allowing yourself to experience it fully can have a powerful and compelling effect on your healing. This is vulnerability and a powerful tool for healing. And sadness is something that we all go through and we all learn from it. And while our own individual experiences of sadness will carry with them our own unique lessons, the implications of what we learn are universal. And the wisdom that we gain from going through the process of feeling the loss and the heartbreak or deep disappointment and to really access our own heart and to open it up instead of keeping all those walls built around our heart. And so many women will say, I don't want to feel this. It's the I don't want to feel this layer that is going on inside so many people's heads. And instead, we will use so many other coping strategies such as positive thinking and distraction or keeping busy, numbing, suppressing and repressing our emotions. And when we hit that layer, that layer of I don't want to feel this layer, our smart mind that wants to stay in this narrow focus because there is so much fear running through the system that it just wants to keep any real feelings or real emotions depressed and repressed for a lot of real good reasons. And so you have to understand that there is this self-protective layer that comes up and some people are stronger than others and say, I don't want to feel this and that I'm strong or or you might even say to yourself, I've dealt with it. This is how I am. I'm feeling it. I'm over it and move on from it. Or some of us will just think that we've dealt with it and some are just too scared to go there go to that deep, dark place where all those emotions will sit and live and grow bigger and darker 
until a day when they're going to erupt like a volcano erupts. This is super important and we need to listen to what our heart is saying and feeling and you will say this feels scary or dangerous for me to feel what I have to feel if I keep slowing down and going into this sadness and then this defense mechanism kicks in. And this defense mechanism sounds really smart and it sounds like, why would I want to feel all that? If I feel all this, it's going to overwhelm me, it's going to be too painful, or I'm going to be weak and I'm not going to get my work done and I'm going to look like someone I don't want to look, all sobby and weak and poor me, and I don't want to feel that. Or, on the other hand, I'm going to feel so much anger or rage and I definitely don't want to feel that. And then after a few weeks, you start feeling a little bit more normal again and you think that you've dealt with it, but instead we've just buried it deep down and suppressed it and repressed it and just numbed all those feelings and think that now it's we're over it and that we've healed it. But in fact, all we have done is just created another layer of emotion that is going to come up at a later stage, which is going to come up bigger and uglier and even more painful to deal with. Because then it's so deeply lodged in us, not only in our emotions, but in our physical body and our energetic body. So how can we best address these emotions rather than pushing them down where they will just surface again at some point? Because let me tell you, Life is really unexpected sometimes and it will throw that obstacle in the way when it's least expected or at a time when we really don't need it because we have all these plans and things that we are doing according to a timeline and then all of a sudden all these overwhelm of emotions are just going to come up and we will have no choice but to just stop and to deal with it. And all our plans that we had, just going to go out of the window, just like mine did. I had the plan for November for my chakra healing course to come out and I was preparing for that and, and so many other things that I had going on. Everything came to a standstill. And not just for a few days, it was for a few weeks. And I've really struggled quite a bit these past few weeks and got so upset that things weren't going the way they were supposed to be going to the timeline that I had planned and that all my plans were disrupted. But the lesson that I learned over the past few weeks were that obstacles are detours in the right direction. And it may just be that we have a slight delay on doing something. And that's a really big lesson just in that one sentence that obstacles are detours in the right direction. So next time you are experiencing any sort of emotion that you know that you haven't got the time to feel or you don't want to feel it or you're just not ready to feel it and instead you think, well, I can just numb it and distract myself or I'll keep positive. And there is a lot of focus on the power of positive thinking. And many people have come to misinterpret this wisdom to mean that it's not okay to have a bad mood or to feel negative or to have negative thoughts or feelings. So if you have had some bad news, or you're facing a challenge, or you're experiencing something negative, or dealing with a loss, people will often say things like, just think positive, be positive, stay strong, and just keep yourself distracted, keep yourself busy, and to focus on the positive and the positive lessons that we can take out of that. But what we actually forget 
is what usually coexists with that negative experience. And that is the emotions and the feelings that come with it. And we don't take the time, the real time that it takes to process those feelings. And when you say to yourself, oh, well, I have to think positive. This can also lead to you feeling that if a negative thought or feeling is coming up, that you must immediately block it out or otherwise you can't be positive or think positive. And when you're doing this, all you're doing is engaging in repressing a part of yourself that needs to be seen, heard and processed. And when we repress these parts of ourselves, believe me, they don't go away as much as they get buried deep within us. And then they will come up when we least expect it. Whereas on the other hand, if we allow ourselves to be fully human, honouring all of our thoughts, our feelings and moods that pass through us, we can create a more conscious relationship with ourselves instead of blocking our thoughts and feelings that we label as negative. We can simply observe them and then let them go. And observing them and letting them go has a different timeline for everyone. For some, it may just be hours. For some, it may be days or even weeks. And these emotions only get stuck when we react to them negatively, pushing them down and out of sight where they get lodged into our unconscious mind. And then rather than just setting our minds up in such a way that we become fearful of the contents of our own unconscious mind, blocking out anything that is less than 100% positive, a more healthy approach is to develop a friendlier attitude towards ourselves. And when we recognise our inner worth, a few dark clouds passing through our minds will not intimidate us. And we will see them for what they are, just small, dark figures passing through a sky of well-being and truth. So releasing instead of recycling emotions is so important. Releasing an emotion is allowing ourselves to Just ride the way of the feeling all the way without judgment. And it's just about letting that emotion be released. And this is how you develop your emotional intelligence. When you start to know or get to know yourself better on an emotional level by understanding how you suppress and how you repress and numb your emotions. And the main difference between, well, let me explain what the difference between suppression and repression is. And suppression involves denying the impulses at a conscious level and repression involves denying impulses at a subconscious level. And numbing is simply just finding ways not to feel your emotions. And there are so many coping or numbing strategies that we will do or recognise in yourself. And there's five main ones and I'm going to read out all five and see if any of them resonate with you or if you nod your head when I'm saying them. So the first one is distraction. And this is when you focus on anything else so that you don't feel the emotion. And number two is numbing. This is related to maybe like overdoing things like overeating or overdrinking or overworking, for example. And then the third one is just being strong, saying to yourself, I'm going to be strong or someone saying to you, just be strong. And this is when you push through something by denying what you really are feeling. And then the fourth one is the pep talk. We try to cover up any uncomfortable emotions by masking them with positive talk. And whether that's our inner dialogue ourselves or people talking to us and giving us that pep talk. And, you know, we're just trying to just lift our spirits. 
And then the fifth one is the spiritual bypass. And this is where we are avoiding emotion by only focusing on the lesson that we've learned. So do you recognize any of those? Do you distract? Do you numb? Are you being strong? Do you give yourself that pep talk? Or are you a spiritual bypasser? You might do all of them or just some of them or even maybe just one. And there are so many tools that help with the expression and the release of emotions. And I'm going to take you through one really quick tool now and something for you to have next time when you are going through any type of emotion, whether it's something small or something big or even something that you have suppressed that you feel ready to deal with. But if you can't do this now, come back to it later. Just have a look at the audio, the time that the timestamp that we're on now and just come back to it later on. And if you are going to do this now, if you can just come to a place where you know you're not going to get any distractions just for a few moments, it's not going to take long at all. And just take a couple of deep breaths here and really connect with your heart. So taking a deep breath in through the nose and breathing deeply, deep into your lungs, into your heart. And exhaling out of the mouth slowly and deeply. And again, in through the nose, deeply into the lungs and the heart. And then slowly out of the mouth. So I want you to think of an emotion. And I don't want you to focus on anything that's going to be too painful or too traumatizing. Just something that's either been on your mind lately or something that you've experienced. Maybe it is emotion that you have suppressed or repressed or you're numbing. Or even maybe a recent encounter with someone. You know, it might be an unpleasant conversation that you've had and you know it's something you need to deal with. And if there is any specific emotion that you're feeling now, it may be one that has the most charge. So it could be anger, sadness, fear, embarrassment, maybe guilt. Whatever the emotion is, I want you to choose just one and bring that to your awareness now. And what have you labelled it as? What is that emotion labelled as? And when you think of this emotion, what are you experiencing now in this moment? See if you can observe your inner state without any attachment or resistance. You may relate to emotion as a sensation. It may have a colour to it, an image, or a temperature. Just notice where you feel that emotion in your body. And what are the inner sensations connected to that emotion? Where can you feel this emotion in your body? 
Are you feeling it in the head region? Maybe around the heart or in your belly, maybe your lower back. Are you feeling it in the jaw? We hold a lot of tension and a lot of emotion in our jaw sometimes. We don't even realize it. That'll be clenching away and it's just a way of stopping that emotion coming out. Where are you feeling it in your body at this present moment? Does it have a color? Does it have an image? Is there any noise associated to it? And just see what it's like to be aware of your emotion as they are, without trying to change them or make them wrong or right. Just simply observe your emotion. And just simply acknowledging and being aware of your emotional state can help you naturally shift your own experience of your emotions. And wherever this emotion is in your body, just want you to breathe into this part of the body and breathe into the emotion and let your breath relax you. And just observe yourself with self-compassion and self-love. And remembering that word compassion. Co meaning with and passion meaning suffering. So self-compassion is allowing yourself that suffering. And just be kind and gentle to yourself for having this emotion and feeling this emotion. And just acknowledging yourself for having the courage to express the emotion. And remember, to feel is to heal. And healing is described as the application of love to those places inside that hurt us. Those places that really hurt And this is what we do when we allow space for emotions to be released. And releasing an emotion is allowing ourselves to just simply ride the wave of that feeling all the way without judgment. I just want you to imagine your emotion like a wave. It comes up and we won't know when it will come up or how big the wave of the emotion is going to be. But just think of a surfer who rides the waves in an ocean. The surfer just rides the wave. The surfer can't control the wave at all. She's just got to get on the board, on the wave, and just ride it all the way to the beach. And with our emotions, we need to do the same. We need to ride the wave, our emotional release, all the way. And the way you're going to do that is to create that space of compassion for yourself. And that's how we recycle the emotion. The emotion comes up, there's no judgment. We release it, we let it come up, we hold that place of compassion and go into self-compassion. And just saying to yourself, it's okay. 
And if there's any pain associated with it, physical pain in the body, or you're feeling any energetic blocks, you may need to go more deeper into this journey of maybe doing some meditation or some energy healing work. And just being kind to yourself, giving yourself the time to just be with you. And just putting that massive to-do list on the back burner so you can put yourself first for once and not neglect yourself. Hold that sacred space for yourself. And that's all I've been doing for these past few weeks. Really just going into creating that space, that sacred space for myself having my rituals, doing my yoga, going more deeper into my meditations, doing my energy healing work, going in and doing some tapping, whatever works for you. Another thing I love doing is going to the gym and just sitting in the sauna and the steam. You just have to find what works for you. And this is vulnerability. It is such a powerful tool for healing. So that's all I have for you for today. I really hope you got value from today's episode. And and I'm so glad that I'm back and gave myself that time because I just feel so much more re-energized and I'm really excited about some episodes that I've got planned for the next few weeks. And looking forward to you seeing you here, same place next week. And until next week, have a great week, whatever you're doing.